This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Citizens, welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. And this is the show that was not prepared to see Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I forgot about that. You, you got that wrong, though. It's Shia fucking LaBeouf. Okay. All right, that's Ben. Thanks for joining us, Ben. What? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you dive in and give Shia LaBeouf a fucking right away? How dare you? I could have said Lewis Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Lewis fucking Stevens. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like this is going to go against me already. This, uh, this whole thing is just going to end badly for me. This is like young, innocent Shia LaBeouf. While he still has that. No, he was never innocent. That joyous wonderment. This is him being Shia LaBeouf on screen going, one day I'm going to be all weird and watch myself in a movie theater for days. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird. But this is still like. Pre-holes, Shia. (laughs) Oh, God. He's such a weird guy. He's so innocent. He's so young. I don't think he ever was. Especially after hearing all these, like, very, very strange stories that, like, he's done some very weird shit. So, yes. Yeah. I agree. He's, like, super method. Like, in that movie Fury, didn't he, like, pop teeth out or remove his ribs so he can... I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure he did that. That was definitely Marilyn Manson. Just... Just I confuse him and Shia LaBeouf all the time. They're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Shia LaBeouf was on the Wonder Years. That's what did it for me. Oh, <laughs> it's knocking on one of my favorite shows. But that's one. That's uh, Fred Savage, and boy, he's a weirdo too. Isn't he like a? That's right. Like a very, very devout Catholic. I don't know, man. He wanted to do some definitely not Catholic things to Winnie Cooper. <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> no, so you know what I'm thinking. You know who I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Kirk Cameron, uh, which I believe, oh yeah, which I believe is actually related to Fred Savage in some weird, strange way. Is that true? I think so. Oh no, 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 no. You, you know what? You know where I'm getting this screwed up. <laughs> I love this. Um, I love this rabbit hole. This is Kirk Cameron is Candace Cameron from Full House. That's his uh, his younger sister. Oh, Jeez. I like how we got that far back. All wow. in the family, right? <laughs> I like that we're just now listing different All in the sitcoms. <laughs> had Meathead, Rob Reiner, who directed Fred Savage in The Princess Bride. Yeah. I'm going to keep, we're going to tie it together, man. We somehow looped back to Fred. Right. We and did. then Topanga and Ben Savage. No, I'm trying to Was be part bit? of the conversation. <laughs> I'll get you back in one sec. Uh, this week we're talking about. The movie Constantine. Constantine. 2005, directed by, let me read this, Francis Lawrence. Frank Larry. Frank Larry. He directed this and uh, a lot of music videos. Like a lot of music didn't videos. did he do Hunger Games also? Or He did all of the sequels for Hunger Games, but not the first one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were like, you know who we should get? That guy from Constantine, an I Am Legend, and Water for Elephants. What a natural progression of things to do yep. before the Hunger Games. And just so, so many music videos. So many. Ben, why did you want to be on for Constantine? You know, uh, one of my favorite actors is Keanu fucking Reeves. 
Uh, and uh, there it is. He deserves it. And you know what? Um, uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, I, I honestly had no idea that it, w- it was tied to a comic book um, until six months ago. And just fit. Worked. We do talk about comic books. We do. And the movies well, that are made from, you know, said comic books. Uh-huh. Is, uh-huh. is that what we do? So here? you're in a good place. I am. I found I found a second home. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you ever seen this thing? I have seen this. I saw it when it first came out, I think. It could have been a little bit later, but I don't know, because I forgot all about it. That's pretty fair. Had you ever seen this? Nope. I know at Hollywood Video, this thing was flying off the shelves for reasons unknown, and I never had the urge to see it. Tihanu, right? You betcha. It's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to get into this thing? There's a lot. There is not, a lot. But there's not, and then yeah. there is, and then there's not again. I think maybe we just get into it. there is again. But then there's not, so. Right. Let's go to hell. Let's go to hell. We start off with a PowerPoint presentation. It's got two bullet points. This is the Spear of <laughs> Destiny. It's a very powerful MacGuffin, and it's been missing since World War II. <laughs> What's the point of even having this? I, it's, I don't know. Maybe they're not going to show it to us for a long time in the movie. You're right. They made it nice and compact. Just said, just remember this for much later in the movie. So they made it so concise and easy to remember. Yeah. One time, that's all you get. You get one time to see this, and then uh, not, <laughs> not for a while. You got to right. wait for yeah. a little bit. Remember, commit this to memory, because we might not see this Spear of Destiny for a long time. Nope. In the Mexican countryside, a dude named Manuel finds the Spear of Destiny wrapped in a Nazi flag at the ruins of an old church. I like how he's farming for... I don't know what. He's yeah. like scavenging the sand. I don't know what he's hoping to find, but he finds a hole with a Nazi flag in it, and maybe don't reach into the Nazi hole. Maybe <laughs> don't do that. Just digging around for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just digging around. What could he be looking for? Uh, Nazi flags, I, apparently. It's so specific. In it's that case, very specific. great hunter. It's just so strange how there's a random <laughs> Nazi flag in Mexico. It's just very strange. And that this random Mexican was looking for Nazi paraphernalia. That's right. There you go. Very convenient. All presumably. Right. This is the stuff that happens before the movie that we're not privy to. So realistically, I think we're coming in to do here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the Satanic Bible, I tell you what. It's all there. All the chapters that were erased. <laughs> yes, Find we'll the Spirit get Destiny there. in Mexico. It's there, I promise. Treasure map and everything. X marks the spot. We're good. I like it. I guess it's based on like a real thing. Like there's the spear that killed Jesus. Rumored it's like this ancient artifact that exists in real life. And then like they carbon dated it and there was like no way. But it really existed. And apparently Nazis owned it during World War II. And then it went missing for a long time and presumably in Mexico. So there was some kind of fact behind this. Is that real? All yes, of that real? All of that. Absolutely. Oh it's all okay. real. So. Well, famous historical filmmaker, Frankie Larry. There it is. Good for him. Take it deep. <laughs> I I think that, uh, yeah, when they did the carbon dating originally, they were like, uh, this type of metal didn't exist in the year zero. <laughs> so this is a, this is full of shit. Yeah, yeah that's how you get them. Dating to like the 8th or ninth century, and they're like, nope. Still pretty good. It's closer than if it was built today, I guess. Right. <laughs> Manuel immediately becomes possessed or something and starts walking away, and he's hit by a car. But he's fine, and the car is all fucked up. Yeah, he like things it. It's exactly like the thing. Yeah. Who, who'd have known he was actually Superman? Uh, Clark Kent. The Mexican Clark Kent. There you go. Oh, I want that now. I want it bad. <laughs> <laughs> I 
In Los Angeles, a cult detective, John Constantine, played by... Ben, you go ahead and take that. Keanu fucking Reeves. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Yeah. He's called in by Father Hennessy, who's played by Pruitt Taylor Vince, who's just great in everything he's in, which is not a lot. Looks like a knockoff kingpin. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> it's very fitting that his name is Father Hennessy, because me, growing up in the Catholic Church, my pastor, his name was Father Hennessy. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, was he very large and bald and drunk all the time? Uh, Tall, bald, couldn't tell you about the drunkness, but... Uh, Hitting that holy wine. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know those guys were sister all the time. Just totally <laughs> blacked out. <laughs> Frocked is the word you were going. Frocked. Not... Okay. Yeah. Frocked. <laughs> you know what's funny um, is that uh, when this movie was originally like in its very early infancy when they started the project it was supposed to be nicholas cage that took the lead role oh my god i would love to see that i've never disliked keanu reeves more <laughs> officially it's the only time he's ever been unlikable is in this moment where we could have had this movie with nick cage unbelievable so here's nick cage could have been superman nick cage could have been john constantine who else could have nick cage been oh can we just get an all Nick Cage DC Universe. He's every character. <laughs> just nutty professorate. And then he ends up as ghostwriter. So who knew? Go figure. Can you just imagine that though? Like my absolute dream would be in brightest day, in blackest <laughs> night. <laughs> no evil shall escape my sight. <laughs> Child. <laughs> Let those who worship evils might. Beware my powers, Green Lanterns! Light. <laughs> that was a pretty good Nick Cage. It's just a lot of yelling and it's whispering, a, just mixing it up. Being erratic make in your choices. delivery. Yeah. Just make choices. Or the lack of choices. Just That's whatever your voice too. feels like doing in the moment. Right. That's the Nick Cage. I just want to see Nick Cage do that uh, that thing with his hands that he does in uh, where they steal a bunch of cars. Gone in 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds. You know, that thing that he does with his hands during uh, Lowrider? I just want to see it's him do that. It's not quite a finger gun. It's just, you know, just putting a finger up there and waving it a little bit. I just want to see though. John but, Constantine But Nick do Cage that. doing it. Right. That's all I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is kind of like one of those guys from, like, Half-Baked. Like, you ever seen the back of a $100 bill with Nick Cage? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I want. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have that kid in like college who's just like, man, you got to go and you got to listen to like Dark Side of the Moon after you smoke or whatever. It's like, no, nah, just- With Nick Cage? Just have Nick Cage next to you instead. <laughs> it's like, have you ever done drugs? No, but I've hung out with Nick Cage. That's better. That's way better. <laughs> that is top 10. Absolutely. So Father Hennessy calls in John Constantine to exercise this girl who's possessed by a demon. There's like a mirror involved and Shia LaBeouf is in a silly hat in the car. Right. He's saying John a lot. He's saying- Like every John? other word. He's just- Ending his sentence with John. Yeah. Lewis Stevens. That's him. <laughs> Literally, it's Lewis Stevens. <laughs> he's that practicing how to his drive intros. A car, and he's driving a taxi. <laughs> Chaz Kramer, asshole. Yeah. Chaz Kramer, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> nice pull. Don't give him shit for driving a taxi. He's just trying to get even. Uh, if he would just fucking listen and move the damn taxi, then he wouldn't he be. He did even. move it. Just not enough. <laughs> just not enough. A police detective named Angela Dodson, played by Rachel Weiss, goes to confession. Then she goes home 
And then we see Rachel Weiss <laughs> jump off a roof. Then she wakes up. It was a dream. It sure was. And that's all weird. Yep. And we're like, <laughs> what is happening? There was literally no exposition behind that. It's like, uh, how did she just jump off and die? Uh, jump off a building into a pool, like die, and then wake up. Oh, it's a dream. Oh, no, wait. It's not. It's like, come on. You need a little <laughs> bit of exposition here. It's true. It's You know what? The movie Green Lantern actually had more exposition than this. Than that says something. Wow. That's a problem. Wow. That is a big problem. Early 2000s DC movies, man. This is mid-2000s. 2005. I guess. And isn't Green Lantern like 2011? It might be. <laughs> and then there's some Batman in between then, so like, don't even listen to me when Fair I enough. say things. <laughs> because, yeah. Angela's dream is about her twin sister, Isabel, who's also played by Rachel Weisz because twins. Of course. Twins, Basil, twins. She committed suicide by jumping off a roof of a psych- psychiatric hospital. As you do. In her dream. Right. We think. Maybe not. Probably. We'll maybe not. It's like a who done it, but like we saw it. Yeah. So who's it a who done it for? <laughs> <laughs> who done themselves, right? It sort of is that way. <laughs> it's it's one of those things like who done it? She did. How do you know? I watched. I had a dream about <laughs> no, it. No, I mean <laughs> And she was on the security cameras too, like, uh, this is an open and shut case. The most cinematic security camera of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually like edited and all this stuff is properly lit. <laughs> you oh, got a God. security guard like doing zooms and camera changes. <laughs> right. The mm-hmm. security guard, instead of going up to the roof to help this woman, is like, yeah, take take camera two. <laughs> Watch this chick. She's totally going to jump. She's going to do yes. it. Yes. Bring it in for the close up. And, oh, she's going to whisper one word. And there she goes. <laughs> Cue the sun. <laughs> Cue the oh, sun. No, wrong, wrong movie. <laughs> wrong movie. That one is on Patreon. Can I tell you a weird hospital story? I mean, sure. I feel like you're gonna anyway. No, it's just it's been crossing my mind all day because uh, my job takes me around the New England area, and I was in Rhode Island today, in fact. And when I was in Providence, I passed the Hasbro Children's Hospital. Hasbro being the maker of fine oh. games. Yes, and. I almost had to like pull over my car and just stare at it and be like, if I were a child who was in need of hospitalization or whatever, would I really want to go to the hospital that's named after the company that makes the game operation? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, water on the knees. (laughs) Going to hell. (laughs) And it's just been stuck in my head of like, I'm sure it's like the Hasbro family, but it's like, I appreciate you're trying to help sick children. Yeah. Maybe have like an animal shelter instead, we where it's like not as so big much. of stakes for this. I don't know. Ugh. It's like, how did little Johnny go? We touched the sides. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's been bugging me all day. There have to be hospitals in this movie. Anyway. Constantine, who we should mention smokes a lot of cigarettes, goes to the doctor and surprised he has lung cancer. I don't know why you're surprised at that. When faced with the with the diagnosis, he's like, oh, guess I better light up this cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it, it's already done. I do have a question because uh, reading about this, when you worked on set, um, was, yeah. it, was it often that you didn't have the right lenses for the scenes that you were doing on that particular day? No. Okay. 
And it's mostly because I worked with professionals. Okay. <laughs> so here's why I ask. Because in one of the first scenes where John walks into the room with the girl uh, who's possessed, lights a cigarette, puts it on the desk, they had to actually make a cigarette about the size of your fist because they didn't have the right lens to film it with. How is that preposterous or is that just ridiculous? It is because it, it means that they had the right amount of like, I don't know, paper mache lying yeah. around that they can make this giant cigarette. <laughs> but they didn't have but they don't have the lens. Right. One of the things that is mostly required for filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't have a lens, but we do have all of this fake cigarette material. <laughs> it's not even like you show up to set, it's like uh, Frankie Larry, I don't know what to tell you. We uh we can't shoot today. <laughs> We forgot the lens. We forgot the cameras, Frank. What do you want to do? <laughs> I want you to play it to the back of the crowd. <laughs> I don't think you understand how this works. This is a recorded medium. <laughs> we need to do this before. They're not going to watch it live, Frankie. We'll have the cameras in post. <laughs> not, nope, nope, Frankie. I don't know. What, I don't know how to break this down for you. <laughs> I just thought you would find that very funny. Like it's it it sounded preposterous as shit to me. So I was like, I gotta ask Dave about this. It's good they got like a, a paper t- towel roll and just painted it white and lit it on fire for a few seconds and Bam, pretty much, boom. yeah, big sig, yeah. Dave, I do have an actual IMDb trivia fact for you too. Uh, lovely. All right, just just go like a band aid. During the course of the movie, John Constantine is seen smoking thirteen cigarettes, generally regarded to be an unlucky number. Cool. The first part, fact. The second part, that's just somebody jazzing it up. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to give you the old razzle-dazzle here on the IMDb. I have a fact, but I think I need to give it a little zhuzh and sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely someone digging way too deep for something to come up with as trivia. Like, no joke. That was, w- that was someone looking for it. That's one of those things like, Keanu Reeves smokes 13 cigarettes, which is also an unlucky number, but also is the same amount of letters in his name. That's right. Don't make me count. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I just wanted to give it some zhuzh, too. You were off by two letters. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Which is probably proper IMDb fact there, where you can just say whatever you want. That's true. I just hope it's never going to get fact-checked. And people will either just find it helpful or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of fact-checking, I started reading the new Stan Lee biography that came out. Yeah. And it's very funny, the author of it, the biographer openly points out that he doesn't think that Stan ever thought his life would be fact-checked. <laughs> uh, oh, no. It's worth the read, big that time. sounds interesting. Yeah, it's one of those things that you hear a lot about, and then you read it, and you're like, wow, he was a really good dude, but also possibly a real bad dude, but also, I don't know, he's like a V from V for Vendetta. It's okay. like- He's a symbol. A symbol. <laughs> Stan, he represents Marvel, and also, like, he stole a lot of ideas. It could go either way. <laughs> Fair enough. Angela goes to work, and boy, oh boy, is it going to be a rough day at the police detective office, because the dream she had last night about her twin sister committing suicide really happened. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to be a, a tough day at work. Sure. She refuses to believe it was a suicide, because religion. That's right. Dave, I got another IMD trivia fact for you. Why are you doing this? It's the last one, I promise. Okay. I haven't lied I to you in recent episodes you, about this. But- <laughs> yeah, that means you do. Go. Rachel Weiss went to a morgue as part of the research into her character. Why? She went, she went to the morgue. To, to see- For research. Just dead bodies. Yep. Moving on. But why? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be like the last thing I would want to do. Hey, you want to see a dead body? It's like, hey, let's go poke the dead body with a stick. 
Like, <laughs> That's right. It's, it's research. the only thing you can do. <laughs> really. She's going to stand by me at... Oh. You know, doing research, both as the person who has to play the dead body and the person who looks at the dead bodies. It's a twofer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. She's so method? Question mark? <laughs> that was virtue signaling to her castmates. Hey, look at how method I am. Check it out. She's flexing. Yeah. Big yeah. flex. Oh, yeah, guys? I went to the morgue. <laughs> Whoa, real professional <laughs> wow, over we here. Got a big time actor here. Could you imagine her like leaning up against the wall, like smoking a cigarette, trying to look real cool? <laughs> she just goes, Yeah, I worked with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Be great if, if Keanu was just like <laughs> like what a weird flex. <laughs> yeah, but I actually know kung fu. Keanu, for the last time, <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> I really learned it for the role. We had a badass over here. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Manuel is walking to L.A. with the MacGuffin of Destiny, and it's killing all of the cows. Just all the cows. Constantine meets with B Man, who's like his personal Q, not like the conspiracy theory Q, but like the James Bond Q, has all the cool gadgets and everything. Right. Constantine is like, Demon tried to come through. And B Man's like, that's impossible. God and Lucifer have a, a handshake agreement about their wager for the souls of mankind. Also, have a holy hand grenade. That's right. <laughs> also, Satan, very, very famous for keeping his word, especially on handshake agreements. Oh, yeah, that's his thing. Constantine goes to see Gabriel. Yes, the Archangel Gabriel. Till the fucking Swinton. It's till the fucking Swinton. She's playing Gabriel as an androgynous half angel. Sure. Which is different than like biblical Gabriel, but still pretty neat. Frankie Larry's interpretation, man. I love Let it. Let him run. It's I love cool. it. It's fantastic. Constantine is like, hey, Gabriel, is it cool if I don't die of lung cancer right now so I can keep exercising these demons and maybe earn my way into heaven? And Gabriel's like, no. <laughs> No. First of all, that's not going to get you into heaven because you're doing it for selfish reasons. And also, you know, you took that life. But what life? What life? I know, right? Constantine's a killer. Another whodunit. We're just stacking, stacking mysteries. Stacking them up. Big, huge mystery. Everybody's digging holes. <laughs> Everyone's finding shit. It's just riddled with mysteries. <laughs> it's your classic comic book noir biblical uh, mid aughts, right? Told by a guy who only Keanu does music Reeves. videos up until this point. Yes. That's right. We did it. We nailed the genre. Angela is also there to see a priest about her sister getting a Catholic funeral, but you know, suicide. Right. Oopsie. I like how this priest is like, no, nope. sorry, sorry, not much I could do about you. Now fuck off. <laughs> Just not gonna happen. <laughs> you know what's funny is is how uh, convenient it is that uh, Angela and John meet. On three separate occasions in three different places. <laughs> yep. Like, how yep. fucking convenient is that shit? Really? This is the second time today you've been an asshole to me, John Constantine. Right. That's right. <laughs> also, I don't think he's ever introduced himself. Nope. nope. Not once. He must be pretty famous, though, around the police parts. Have you seen the guy who looks like his cheekbones made of steel and just wears a normal suit? And he shows all up over. all the time when there's these people getting demons exercised. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was at a crime scene last week where somebody threw a giant mirror out a window. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just look for the guy who's smoking 13 cigarettes, okay? That's how you No know more, it. no less. That's, yep. Didn't this come out like same year as Thank You for Smoking? I feel like they could have had a tie-in. Oh, was that with uh... Aaron Eckhart, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. It is a good movie. It might have been the same year. 
I don't remember. I don't either. Somewhere in there. It's around this time. They should have done a tie-in. Missed opportunity. Yeah, very close. Very close. Angela goes home and she watches security footage from her sister jumping off the roof. And she hears her whisper, Constantine. She doesn't whisper it, Brian. She does. She turns back and deliberately says, MacGuffin, right into the camera. (laughs) And then she rewinds it back and she doesn't say it that time. It's like mystical. Wow. (laughs) So now she's like, oh, that's the guy, I think, from earlier. So I guess now I have to go see him a third, fourth time. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. (laughs) While Constantine is leaving his meeting with, with Gabriel, he fights a bug monster made up of crabs and worms and snakes and right the vermin bl- bugs man. vermin man he's really cool looking he is you you mean the the uh gross big bug from men in black which was 7 years before <laughs> it's uh oogie boogie from the nightmare before that's christmas that's right took the sack off it <laughs> and he's just wandering the streets now yeah danny fucking elfman <laughs> music just music by oh yeah 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 i'm like not in this Sorry, movie <laughs> i just get super excited for Danny fucking Elfman at all points. Of course, of course. Constantine goes to see Papa Midnight, played by Jaiman fucking Hunsu. Is that how you say that? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. It's either Jimon, Jaiman, or Jimon, and it's either Hansu or Hunsu. Look it up online, the pronunciation. It's pronounced every single way in every video. It's a different way. I hope so. he like, takes that to his grave. See, I'm never telling anybody how to say this The world may never know. Shit. I just said it the way that Trevor Noah says it, because that feels right. But he's South African, so there's going to be an accent on it no matter what. It's the age-old question. How do you say the wizard's name from Shazam? Shazam. I did it. Oh, okay. Pop of Midnight, played by (laughs) Shafucking Zam Wizard. Nailed it. (laughs) Pop of Midnight is a reputed witch doctor who runs a nightclub, serving as a neutral ground where half-breeds do not have to conceal themselves. Just hanging out as half demons and half angels, licking each other's ears. <laughs> Doing such weird things. <laughs> I what? What's the point of any of this? I, of this bar? You gotta it's have like, a oh, place. come on into the bar. It's just weird. Hey, do we show that place that's in the comics? Yeah, I think we have to. All right. All right. How do you want it designed? I don't know. Make sure there's an exit sign visible above John Constantine's head in two different shots for reasons unknown. Mm-hmm. Make the whole thing red, but have a green exit sign because we forgot to remove it on the day of filming. <laughs> Let everybody know that this place, despite being secret and hidden, it does meet the fire marshal's criteria. That's right. <laughs> criteria. That's right. <laughs> because, you know, demons, if this place goes up, lights on fire, they're going to need a way out. Don't forget there's a lot of half angels in there, too. You That's burn those right. wings off, they're human. Oh, man. Allegedly. I don't know. <laughs> Papa Midnight doesn't believe Constantine's claim that demons have crossed over, and he won't let him use the chair, because we're stacking more mysteries. Sure. Uh, you know, actually, during this whole scene where they're walking through Papa Midnight's uh, bar for the first time, there's actually a song by A Perfect Circle, which no one absolutely gives a shit about, uh, that <laughs> didn't even appear right. on the soundtrack, and no one would know. <laughs> How do you have a featured song in a movie, and during the soundtrack, they're like, no. Do we skip it? Let's skip it. Exactly. Put Alien Ant Farm <laughs> on it instead. I don't know if they're on the soundtrack. That's right. But it just seemed appropriate. Balthazar shows up to their little meeting, played by Gavin Rossdale. I do appreciate you leaving the middle name out there, because I forgot that he's a human being on this earth. Yeah, I think most people did at this point. What what has he been up to? It's looking back his hair. and Was he married then? Was he Mr. Stefani? Or is that in 2005? Probably. I don't know. He he lost his wife to Blake Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that? That's pretty bad. 
Like, oh man, ooh, ooh, that hurts, no doubt. <laughs> ah, boy, zing. Guy's all charm. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Constantine doesn't really like Balthazar. They have words, and then he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna leave." <laughs> then he does. And he does. How dramatic. Angela finds Constantine and asks him to help investigate Isabel's death. She's such a good detective that she found him without ever knowing his name when she met him three separate times before. Good for her. Damn good detective. He's like, nah, don't want to help you. And then she's like, all right. And then he's like, wait, there's demons afoot. (laughs) So they go outside and then the demons attack and he's like, I don't think they were after me. I'll take your case. No, I love this scene because- She's like saying, you got to help me. You got to help me. I need a demon expert. And then he's like, fuck off. So she fucks off to the street. He chases her down. He's like, no, you know what? Demons. And she's like, I'll humor you, I guess. Like, you literally (laughs) just knocked on his door. Yeah. What the hell? She's looking for clues. But then she's willing to humor the demon expert or whatever that she just hunted down. This is silly. (laughs) You know what gets sillier? The next scene is brought to you by CinemaCats.com. Son of a bitch. Yes. We're doing so well again. I know. Despite the two IMDb facts. Yeah, but those are out of the way, so I had to find something else to hit you with. Great. As if Constantine wasn't doing enough damage. Here's the uh, the synopsis via CinemaCats. When Constantine agrees to help her, they go to Angela's apartment. Angela pours water into a pot in the sink. A Russian blue cat is fidgeting at her feet, expecting something to eat. I don't care that you named a cat breed because as we've discussed before they're all the same they're all the same cats are the same they're just cats yes they're just they are cats I, I agree except for siamese siamese uh, is a specific type of cat that's the only kind right. that's not just cat that's correct i still hate them all the same yes like, that's fair siamese, that's the appropriate reaction them. to a yes. cat sucks shit outside that's my like my biggest gripe is shit outside. <laughs> Just shit outside. You don't need a special box. <laughs> you don't need like that. That's where I shit, cat. I don't want to shit next to where you shit. You're an animal and I'm a human. If I legitimately didn't shit in a toilet, I would shit outside. I wouldn't shit in my own house. That's right. That's, that's, <laughs> I would have made the conscious thing. decision to not shit inside the house at that point. Right? You're, you're yeah. claiming it's, I'm I am animal. I will shit outside. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to have somebody build me a sandbox to shit in. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. Silly. It's stupid, really. And why don't dogs shit in boxes when you think about it? Because they're better. I agree. Yes. Yes. They know their place. Normal uh, functioning uh, human beings and animals, they shit outside or in actual toilets. Come on, let's go. Yes. Porcelain or woods? That's humans. (laughs) Or a hole in the ground. Either way, there is some sort of place for a human to shit. (laughs) Cats should not shit anywhere near that. Indoors. Into a box. So weird soapbox to be on right now. Yeah, as long as it's a soapbox and not a litter box. It's been been out there for too long not being said. That cats are dumb. There it is. Cats suck. So much. We said it. We did it. (laughs) Constantine got us there. (laughs) Come at us. Or don't. God. All right. Angela takes a pot of water into the other room and the cat follows. John picks up the cat and Angela explains it's her sister's and is named Duck. Duck the cat. Okay. Constantine says he can use them because cats are half in and half out anyway. Fair enough. He sits down on a chair and puts his feet in the pot of water and holds Duck on his lap. He then asks Angela to leave the apartment. 
Constantine holds the cat's head in his hands and stares into the animal's eyes. Eventually, the lights flicker, and the cat's pupils narrow. To be continued. I don't think they narrow. I think this cat's got, like, fucked up eyes. It's got, like, Gary Busey of cat eyes here. <laughs> Gary Busey of cats. Or, like, one is, like, already narrow. One is just, I don't know, wide. Maybe that's how cat eyes work. It's Gary Busey breed. No. <laughs> Imagine Gary Busey teeth on a cat. <laughs> Just taking a shit next to you while you're taking a shit, just smiling. In a pan of sand. It just you know? looks up at you and just goes, what are you looking at, bud? <laughs> Isn't that how Gary Busey poops anyway? That's right, into <laughs> yeah. a pan next to you. <laughs> yes, he does. Hasbro could make that toy. Yeah. They could. <laughs> they could give it away in the gift shop of right. their hospital. It's kind of like an everybody poops type thing, but with Gary Busey, really just helping the kids along. <laughs> I come with your poop buddy, Gary Busey cat. <laughs> cat body, Gary Busey head. With real pooping action. I'd buy that toy. I totally would. And whenever you squeeze it, it just has lines from Black Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go talk to Hasbro ASAP. We're on to something here. That could be like their their weird like therapy dog or whatever. But it's Gary Busey cat that walks in. <laughs> It's like, here, pet this Gary Busey cat, kids. Uh, it's like, I'm sorry, your cancer's not going away anytime soon, but Gary Busey cat's a fucking medical miracle. <laughs> I'm going to slap a to be continued on that cinema cats because we got to. Why? We, we got to talk about Constantine in hell because the cinema cats doesn't talk about it. Unbelievable. Cinema cats just. Wrote a friggin' novel for this thing, and then and they it's just not left done. that out. And it's not done. <laughs> we'll come back to it after hell. Oh, goody. Let's talk about hell. Constantine is transported to hell where he sees Isabel, damned to eternally relive her suicide. And it's pretty fucking cool. Looks awesome. You get that wind that's constantly whipping around in there. Hell looks great. Makes me want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it does look pretty good. It looks like a nuclear winter type stuff. Which I think is what it was uh, what it was designed after. So that checks out then. Yeah, yeah like a constantly yeah. nuclear blast. Right, just constant modern day Russia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chernobyl. As proof that Isabel committed suicide, he brings back her hospital wristband to the. the living I like how world. he finds her there, just eternally committing suicide. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to bring your wristband back for proof. <laughs> Not you. No. Because clearly stay I'm here. able to bring physical objects back into the real world. Only, but only if they're non-consequential to the plot. Just going to need your wristband. This <laughs> <laughs> thing's going to act a lot like a like a birthing ward at a hospital. <laughs> of, if you go too far, the wristband thing starts beeping. The alarms go off. That's real, Brian. Brian doesn't know this. He's the kids. That's real. That's pretty much what he does. Neat. It's definitely a thing. They, they put a, a prison... Low, Anklet. They, they put like a baby low jack on. If you get too close to the <laughs> doors, it starts jack. going nuts. Like, you can't That's leave with true. that. <laughs> it's on star for your newborn. That's right. You push mm -hmm. the kid's forehead, and then it starts opening its mouth all creepy like. Like World's End, open its mouth. A blue light comes out and it says, How can I help you, Dave? But it calls everyone Dave, which is weird. It's kind of like Hal. Yeah. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> 2001 Space Odyssey. Let's call everyone Dave. The character's name's Dave. Shut up. <laughs> Jeez. I've never seen a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Picking up on the Cinema Cats synopsis. Oh, good. When Constantine returns from his trip to hell, Angela opens the door and Duck runs out, never to be seen again. I would fuck off too if I might have gotten to hell. Right? Final musing. Cats don't prefer to be used as portals to hell. <laughs> totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Cat's like, fuck this, man. I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, no. Why Why would I stay there? She didn't even feed me. She just made a pot of water and then sent me to hell. And he put his loafers in it. And then he looked at my eyes and it got real yeah, weird. Why was Neo squeezing my face? <laughs> I just feel like the cat's probably seen The Matrix. I don't know. I have to imagine. Everyone did. He's half in, half out. That's right. Turns out that Duck was the cat in The Matrix. Okay? The black cat. Oh! See? Everything there it comes is. around. You know? That's right. Sometimes twice. That means something got changed. While this is happening, Father Hennessy is investigating Isabel's corpse. <laughs> For reasons. <laughs> he finds a mysterious mark on her wrist. Sure. It's like a cross in a circle. Yep. It's very mysterious. Very. Just like everything in this movie. No heavy hands here. It's a heavy wrist. That's right. I don't even know if I want to comment on on Father Hennessy's deal. He's just a, such a strange guy to begin with. He is a weirdo. I don't know. He wants to tell Constantine about it, but first he's got to stop at the liquor store because he's got to drown out these these voices right, in his he needs head. His fix. Balthazar happens to be at the liquor store and uh, and and he kills him. He drowns him in alcohol by tricking him into thinking he's not drinking alcohol, but really he is. It's weird. It's bizarre, but what a way to go. Can I tell you a weird liquor store story that just happened to me? Yes, please. I don't want to name the store. I'll just say it was in Warwick, Rhode Island. And this guy is a massive pile of shit. Just <laughs> like I got that impression when I walked in. Okay. And he wasn't wearing a mask as the store owner. And he kept calling the kid that was working there who was 16 a dumb little fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, well, this that's is fun. weird. <laughs> Kid's definitely not legally allowed to work here, probably. But yeah, no, this is fine. This is fine. And you know me, I'm a bourbon hunter. I yes. like looking for the goods. And he's got a nice bottle of Blanton sitting there behind the counter. I was like, you know, I just ran out. So let me ask him. I was like, how much for the Blantons? And he said two fifty. Jesus Christ. Huh. Blanton's, Blanton's expensive is 99 Blanton's normal is 70 Yeah. Just so you all know, you're welcome for that. And I, I did uh, an audible. <laughs> one of those. He's like, <laughs> and the guy said, what's so funny? I said, that price, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me, and this is my question to you boys. Anatomically, how does this work? He says, well, you can take your tampon and stick it up your ass sideways. <laughs> and I looked at the guy and I said, I don't even know how that works. <laughs> to which he told me to get the fuck out of his store. Sure. But <laughs> I'm still wondering, how does that work? Sideways. <laughs> and what does that even mean? I think he just wants you to be in severe discomfort. <laughs> it was so bizarre. What do you mean you won't pay this insanely inflated price for my for my liquor? Why don't you take care of your anal menstrual <laughs> issues? <laughs> but do it sideways. In a horizontal fashion. <laughs> what you should have asked him is you should have asked him if you should fold it hot dog or hamburger. <laughs> oh, oh, that would have been it. so good. <laughs> Waste the opportunity. The first thing that crossed my mind when I went out and I'm in the parking lot thinking of what I should have said was like, I'm not playing ping pong and ding dang. <laughs> but it was way too late because I had gotten kicked out of this store already. Yeah, yeah. This man knows too much about prices. Get out of my store. <laughs> He's informed, goddammit. He might tell one of the other customers that are getting ripped off. Get out. <laughs> Gone. I mean, I could tell his clientele. This is the same shopping center 
that has a Trump 2020 store <laughs> still open. And there was an article store. in the newspaper that I had to Google after when I saw this thing. And I went, how is that still open? And the guy says, oh, I hope to still be open after the election. And it still sells Trump 2020 merchandise at the store. It's a full brick and mortar store. Should have wow. said, it's 2021, motherfucker. I could have. But I guarantee the thing's just playing YMCA on repeat. And that's just what he's really just living his own hellscape that he's built for himself at this point. Oh, yeah. But people are going to buy. People are going to buy. Yeah. I'd rather stick a tampon up my ass <laughs> sideways. sideways. <laughs> See, my real question is, what was the 16-year-old doing while you were busy getting kicked out of a store? <laughs> I think he was trying to understand what a tampon is. Ah. <laughs> Very true. Both those Good people call. don't understand how the female body works. Maybe they get along great. To. No wonder. They're two peas in a pod. All right. We got an old man and a young kid working at a store. Speaking of priests, let's get back to this dead one. He's dead. He did it. What else is there to talk about? He's dead. You see like alcohol spewing out of his mouth and stuff. Like That's not how stomachs work, but we're doing great. Movie. But we're doing great. All I'm going to say is, is I want to be that drunk when I fucking kick the bucket. Okay? That's all I got to say. <laughs> I want to be that drunk. Probably won't even know what's happening. That's a good point, actually. I'm trying to think, like, what liquors he did it because, like, clear liquors came out. I have to imagine, like, you did it on, like, Jaeger. How gross that would look. Oh, Ew. yeah. Ew. I can't drink Jaeger anymore. I can't do it. I had a bad night in college. Did it. <laughs> Kicked it for life. As an alcoholic, uh, I definitely saw a bottle of vodka. I definitely saw a bottle of tequila, and then there was a red and a white wine for sure. Those are the only oh, four yeah. I can remember. <laughs> Bottle of red. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, bottle of white. Whichever one you want to drown in that's, tonight. That's right. Scenes from a Los Angeles liquor store. There we go. Constantine explains to Angela that he can see the true nature of half-breeds. He committed suicide to escape his visions as a teenager, and his soul went to hell. But he was revived by paramedics two minutes later. So he's not dead. Anymore. No, that's not how it works. But dead is dead. For the sin of taking his own life, his soul is condemned to go to hell once he dies. For real. So realistically, hell got him on a technicality. Yeah, it's, it's, they got him on a loophole. Okay, good. All right. Uh, you killed yourself. Yeah, sure, you got revived, but you still did it. Good job, movie. So we found out who he killed. One mystery He solved. killed an astronaut. <laughs> That's what he did. Are you saying this is not an airtight theory it's here? not even close <laughs> to it. It was coming. Angela gets called to the scene of Hennessy's death. His apparent self-inflicted drowning by booze. Right, Hennessy, named after alcohol. I was going to say, were you was that what he drowned on? I don't think so, because that's behind the counter, usually. Usually. It's not in the, the top row of the would fridge. Would that be two on the nose if it were Hennessy? It would be two on the nose. <laughs> you yeah. see this guy drinking it down, and then gives a look to the camera, just winks. <laughs> I'm Father Jack Daniel, and guess what I'm drowning in? White wine spritzer. <laughs> Pussy, but also. <laughs> I can't even imagine that would be like a phrase. I wasn't ready. <laughs> One of those questions like Jack Daniel gets on his like deathbed is like, why is your bottle square? Drowning in pussy, but I can do what I want. <laughs> it's like, Jack. It's like the 1800s or whatever. <laughs> no one talks like this. It's going to catch on. Your kids will love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's your cousin, Marvin Daniel. <laughs> you know that new flavor you've been looking for? <laughs> so Constantine and Angela go and they search Hennessy's body because that's Angela's job and Constantine was with her. Sure. And they find the symbol burned into Hennessy's palm. I guess he was like, I, I don't want to forget this symbol that's on the other corpse that they looked at. Right. So I got to show it to him in my corpse. This corpse is going to be just another corpse. That one's not going anywhere, trust me. But this one's also going to be here. So you can just look at the symbols. <laughs> you can compare symbols. <laughs> it's What's like, the difference between these two pictures? Wait, it's the in 2005, picture. you didn't have internet on your phone. This is like a, a literal palm pilot that they're trying to get because he puts on his <laughs> palm and he's just trying to like look this up. <laughs> Google this later. Ask Jeeves about this later. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny, too, is like every single cop that they walk into this crime scene, every single cop's like, why the fuck are you with that guy? Like, everybody knows Constantine. (laughs) Everybody everybody knows who he is, and they're like, what the fuck? Like, how does everybody know this guy? And he's never introduced himself at all to anyone. That's just what happens when Keanu Reeves walks into a room. He's like, ah, yep, yep, I know this guy. Good point. I just Googled Constantine the movie on ask.com because it's ask.com. It's not right. Ask they Jeeves dropped the Jeeves. Right. It took forever to load, first <laughs> of all. And the first result that comes up is the 10 best movies of 2020. Well, something went awry. <laughs> and Ask Jeeves wonders why no one goes to him anymore. They're missing a few years there. Amazing. So now that they have this new clue from. Father Hennessy's palm. A raging clue. <laughs> they got a raging clue. They have to go look for more clues. They go to Isabel's room at the psychiatric hospital. And Keanu throws her around the room for a few minutes. He's like, <laughs> you need to know where the clue is. She left a clue. Nobody kills themselves <laughs> without leaving a clue. I work with demons, goddammit. You're a human being. I don't know how to do this. And then she finally breathes in the window. <laughs> and there's the fucking clue. <laughs> I love how like tossing it around for like minutes at this point. She's like, I don't know. And it's like as a kid, we used to breathe on the windows like fucking twin weirdos or whatever. <laughs> and look. <sighs> you just forgot about that while I was yelling at you? What <laughs> how are you not going around breathing on every window in any room that you and your sister have ever been in? Because clearly that's how you pass notes. Twins are weird. Twins are weird. Twins are weird. The note on the window says Corinthians 17. But that's silly because Corinthians only goes up to 12. Wow. <laughs> Not in the Satanic Bible. I have to imagine that, like, the things that are, like, the deleted parts of yeah. the, like, you know, the regular Bible, it's the extended edition. <laughs> oh, it's the director's <laughs> cut. It is. But I have to imagine it's just like they took the anarchist cookbook and just started plugging in whatever they felt was right. So it's like the Bible, the Snyder cut? That's exactly it. It came out years <laughs> later. Only after internet bullies got to it. That's right. Nailed it. <laughs> Stay tuned later this month for the Snyder Cut. That's, we should say that too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Constantine calls up B-Man, and he's like, hey. Forgot about him. We got this mark. Uh, can you can you tell us what it is? And he's like, oh, yeah. That's the mark of Lucifer's son, Mammon. Sure. Because we need another name in this movie. You know, God's got a kid. So does Lucifer. That's Lucifer fucks. That's right. <laughs> well, you don't you don't think Mammon was born of like virgin, virgin birth? birth? <laughs> I I have a good feeling it wasn't. Demon spawn. It's one of those things like God's like, My child was born from virgin birth. How was yours born? 
I, I, let's just say I didn't put a tampon up that butt and turn it sideways, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Peter Stormare impression, I think. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it might be it. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Peter Stormare fucks, so it works. Yeah, yeah, he does. That's what they say. That's what he's, they say. They all say it. Mm-hmm. The prophecy about the son of Satan is that he will attempt to claim Earth as his own kingdom, and in order to cross over, he requires both a powerful psychic and divine assistance. Sure. He's help from God. Yep. Constantine and Angela get back and they're like, hey, uh, stuff's happening with B-Man because he was just reading to us and now he's covering flies. <laughs> That's so. right. Uh, is he dead? One of the flies comes out of his eyeball, so. That's not where you want flies to come out of the ever. last place you want to fly to. Well, second to last place, top five places it's you don't top want. top five places you don't want flies to, to come To emerge out from your body, yeah. Definitely I. That's one of them. Yeah, so B-Man's, B-Man's dead. And they're like, oh, every time we find a new clue, somebody dies. Also, Manuel steals Stop a Stop looking for clues at that point. Right? Just, just let her be There's dead. There's a direct correlation to you looking for clues and people dying. Stop. Yeah, just let whatever hell on earth is coming be. <laughs> You've lost. It's just not worth it at this point. Keanu. Manuel steals a car because he's like, yes, this he walking through forgetting that he's in dead thing. cows thing is taking too long. I'm going to steal a car. You'd think the Mexican Superman could fly. Right? He's got you the spear. He should be able to run really fast or something. I don't know. Right. Angela tells Constantine that Isabel was a clairvoyant and a psychic, and she was committed by their parents. And Angela's like, guess what? I've been lying to you this whole time. It was me, too. I could also see all the, the weird shit, but I suppressed it, and, and now I feel guilty that I didn't tell my parents, like, yeah, Isabel's telling the truth. Because she was like, I don't want them to send me to the psych ward like they did to her. Now, I have a couple questions about yeah. this. How long was Isabel in the psych ward? I don't know. Angela seems like an adult. Angela seems like an adult. What is she worried about here? She could say no. Like, she has a job. Her job matters. It's essential. Yeah. She's a police detective. Right. Like, it seems like Isabel wasn't really locked up all that long. I think it was about two weeks. Yeah, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah, that's, that's fine. And we don't know anything about Angela's parents except... They want to lock up their kids. Uh, they wanted to do when they were younger. This but now they're older and they're locked up. This isn't like a recent thing. Well, yeah, she was like, there's demons after me. So she committed herself. And then the demons found her anyway in the hospital. So she jumped off the roof. Subtext. Is that what we're calling it, Brian? <laughs> no. No, not at all. <laughs> so Angela had the gift too. But because when she was young, she was like, oh, I don't want it. It went away. That's not how things work. But Apparently okay. it is. Okay. But then she's like, Constantine, I need you to bring it back. I need you to make me psychic again. And he's like, all right, get in the tub. She goes into a bathtub, and it takes her to hell. Like, she has to be fully submerged, except for her hands. Like, he makes a point of saying she needs to be fully submerged. You need to be completely tub, underwater. But her arms are clearly hanging out of this thing. Yeah, for dramatic effect. And then she goes to hell as he holds her under. We assume. <laughs> we do assume. She just looks like she's drowning, and then the water explodes out of the tub. That's right. Uh, let me give you a, a quick list of other people who tried to go to hell. Oh, boy. Whitney Houston? Oh, yeah. She tried to go to hell, and she drowned in a bathtub? It didn't work? Yeah. Uh, her daughter tried to meet her in hell. <laughs> <laughs> this is dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Morrison famously oh. went to hell. 
Uh-huh. Also? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Judy Garland. Judy. Oh, yeah, I forgot she, about Judy Garland. She followed Garland. the yellow brick road straight to hell. Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. Yep. Uh, Claude Francois. Oh, everybody knows about Claude Francois. Yeah, he was Francois. a famous French pop singer. Oh, French pop is my favorite. He tried to fix a broken light bulb while he was standing in a bathtub filled with water. Doesn't sound so much like he was what trying to go to hell. He <laughs> <laughs> just accidentally ended up there. And the one that hurt me the most, Orville Redenbacher. No. Yeah, went to hell. Really? Yeah, I had a heart attack while I was in the bath bathtub trying to go to hell. See, I would not expect that. Yeah. I would not expect that at all. I would I would think like in the bathtub with the microwave popping popcorn. Yep, exactly. No. Uh, he was found in a world slips. a whirlpool bathtub. Probably like soothe his aching back from making all that delicious popcorn or right. whatever all day. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, dude. Slipped on trying some to go to hell. Butter. <laughs> it's hot down in hell. Clearly, I can <laughs> pop all the popcorn down oh, in yeah. hell. If I get to hell, I can just keep popping. <laughs> That's right. It's constant nonsense. Heating things up. Just That's right. Get it popping. Didn't was it Taft? Did no, Grover Cleveland Grover got stuck Cleveland. In, a, in a hell. Oh, right. He almost made it to hell. Right. He got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Lots of people have tried to go to hell. Wow. Rachel Weiss got there. She got there. a bathtub. Others, not so lucky. They forgot. They they listened to Keanu and tried to fully submerge instead of leaving their hands out. <laughs> right. You would think that the, the red flag would have been, I know how to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What's this like? Cats and bathtubs. Uh, what's the what's the connection here? <laughs> cats and bathtubs. It's my personal hell. The cat part of it. Cats are <laughs> yes, stupid. Agreed. Cats are dumb. Remember when I said what breed it was? Not a real thing. Siamese are nothing. Right. You're either a fluffy cat or you're a bald cat. Right. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the two breeds. <laughs> That's right. I feel like when it comes down to it. Silicon Valley, when he made the app, whether it's a hot dog or not a hot dog, yeah. that's why I look at cats. It's either a cat or not a cat. Hard stop. Done. So as soon as Angela gets out of the bathtub, she gets a raging clue. Uh, sure. And she goes over <laughs> to where B-Man died. You know, he was bugged to death. Right? <laughs> yes. And she she finds, without even really thinking about it, she picks up a coin from, from below where he was. And she's like, oh, looks like it was Balthazar, because... He's the dude had coins. He had coins. Cool movie. That's that's <laughs> yep. <laughs> she detected so good. Now we know how she found Constantine so easy. Yes. She is slicker than Gavin Rosdale's hair. Oh, Impossible. Boy. Impossible. <laughs> no. I can't allow that to stand. Striking nope. it from the record. That hair's slick. It's very slick. So Constantine goes to interrogate Balthazar, which is to say he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> That's a Batman interrogation. Oh, yeah. Where's Lau? (laughs) (laughs) Go to hell. Already dead. Fine, go to heaven. And then he goes to forgive him of his sins. And and Balthazar's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to go to heaven. That's like the worst place for a demon. And then he's like, all right, fine. Mamon has the MacGuffin spear. It's stained with the blood of Christ. So that's the aforementioned assistance from God he needs. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's going to plunge through a psychic and, and come into this world and take over the whole world. You did it. You figured out our evil plan. <laughs> I mean, my evil plan. It's just me. Just me. 
And Constantine's like, yeah, you have to ask for forgiveness to be, you, you stupid asshole. Got him! <laughs> Balthazar's like, oh, I should have read the Bible. That's not in the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to have the last word. Always got to have the last Always. word. Always. I thought it was weird how Balthazar looked up. He's like, oh, damn, you dead astronaut in me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> is that the theme of this movie, though? Like, legitimately, is that the theme is, like, having the last word? Yes. It's like... Chaz Kramer, asshole. It's John Constantine, asshole. It's uh, should have asked for forgiveness. Yeah, and it turns out that Francis Lawrence got the last word in all of us because, you know, he made us watch this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Angela, who is now the psychic in place of Isabel, gets abducted by some invisible entity and flung through walls like Looney Tunes style. Looks awesome. It looks really cool. Yep. But she's just flying through the air, and Constantine's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I should follow her, I guess. But instead he goes to Papa Midnight and he's like, "Hey, the demons are breaking the rules. You can't be playing middleman all, oh, I don't get involved anymore. You got to let me use the chair." Right. And the chair is the electric chair from Sing Sing. It's pretty neat. I like that. <laughs> it's pretty neat. It's killed over 200 inmates, so you know it's got some 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 juice souls. Right. That too. <laughs> some some evil juicy souls. Yeah. Delicious. Stuff going on with the chair. <laughs> Constantine sits in the chair, and, and Papa Midnight zaps him. And Constantine has a vision of the spear being discovered in Mexico in the Nazi flag. Right. And then being brought to Los Angeles by Manuel. And he's like, all right. And then even in the vision, Manuel's like, I see you. And he tries to get him. And he's like, Papa Midnight, get me out of here. <laughs> like He's like, Morpheus, pull me out, or whatever. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I need a phone. So Constantine arms himself and he goes to the hospital and he reluctantly brings Chaz along because Chaz like proved himself at, at Papa Midnight's nightclub. Like, right. I could make Shia LaBeouf. They got him off things. the even Steven set for like three days. They're like, do the hospital thing with us, I guess. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we already got you in the taxi cab. I guess here, we'll go to the kitchen, make some gold bullets and talk about demon stuff. And they'll be like, wow, you know a lot. Maybe we should bring you with us. Can you imagine if they rebooted Cash Cab with Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> oh my God, I would go just live on the streets of New York waiting to get picked <laughs> Waiting up. for it. I feel like even if you get the questions right, he's like, no. And he gives you a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right, but it's better. What's up, shitbag? You're on Cash Cab. <laughs> got to answer five questions. Just do it. <laughs> Puts a gun in your face. Next question. What's the best part of any Indiana Jones movie? Uh, it's, I mean, it's clearly the part where he shines the, the staff and he finds where the thing's buried. Wrong. It's mud. The it's answer's mud. mud. <laughs> question two. What should you not let your dreams be? Oh, I don't even, I think I would say. Dreams! It, don't let your dreams be dreams! Oh, okay, you got me. <laughs> I got LaBuffed. <laughs> what do you think you win if you win Shia LaBeouf's cash cab? I hope it's just more time in the cab with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like it's a, a penalty and a reward. Uber gift certificate? It. Like, why are you taking cabs? <laughs> You're an adult, motherfucker! Go watch the Battle of Shaker Heights. I was in that. That's a movie. Trust me. I'll tell you what you win. You win a sexually abusive relationship. Yes. That's, you win. That's right, because I'm Shia LaBeouf. That's right. 
Oh, God, he sucks so hard. Peanut Butter Falcon was really good. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, God, he'll unleash his fury while you call him Honey Boy. It'd be great. <laughs> Do we get them all? Transformers. Ah, damn it. The <laughs> obvious one, the layup. <laughs> while Angela is being possessed by the spirit of, of Mamon, Constantine and Chaz fight their way through an army of half-demons with gold bullets and holy water sprinkler systems. I like that little gag. It's pretty neat. It's basically just Shia LaBeouf blasting a hole in a water tank and then dropping a cross in. That's how you- And now it's holy. Bam. Bless this water. No one blessed it. Just dropped a a metal T, more or less, into this water system, and now it's holy. Do you honestly, like, okay, when you go into a random room in a hospital and you see a pressurized tank, uh, the first thing you want to do is really shoot it with a shotgun? Let's be honest. Yeah. Man, when I walk in any hospital, I start blasting. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Never know what? Exactly. All right. (laughs) You got to be prepared. I was a Boy Scout. That's what they trained me to do. It's true. It's true. Careful, I heard I heard all the babies have ankle monitors. So. Star blasting. <laughs> so yeah, he he drops the cross into the water, and the reason we know it's holy is because Michelle Monaghan in her two second cameo goes, Holy water? Um Yeah, I got this one. Oh. It's one of the few things that's, that's like spelled out in this movie. Well, yeah, they brought they cut every scene she's in except for this one. Right. It's like you have someone that I recognize with only one line. Holy water? <laughs> Wait, was that Michelle Monaghan? <laughs> what the hell is Has she been here? in this movie the whole time? I'm not paying as much attention as I thought. I, right. This is a weird words. DC Stan Lee type cameo from Michelle Monaghan. Yeah. People <laughs> okay. Don't know. She is the DC version of Stan Lee. <laughs> So Constantine's like, all right, cool, we did it. I'm gonna let's go over to Angela and and bless her, or whatever. Let's exercise this demon, right? And they think they do it. They're like, cool, we did it. Chaz helps, and Chaz's like, yeah, <laughs> you know who you're messing with. It's Chaz Kramer, asshole. And then he kind of gets destroyed by some sort of invisible entity. Just I don't know what it is. Smashed into the ceiling and the floor and the ceiling and the floor and then just the ceiling and the floor, just for good measure. Right. It's pretty much watching a Looney Tunes. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Just getting thrown about. It's like Loki and the Hulk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, you know, not with Tom Hiddleston, who's charming as hell. Right. It's Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Who, you're upset that they trimmed down. They edited this scene down because, man, you know that Frankie Larry's just sitting there going, 10 more times. Just, keep, <laughs> just keeps throwing him up and down. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he loves it. He's going to be on screen. That's what he wants. Give him one more. And you love Give him because it's Shia LaBeouf getting hurt. <laughs> this is still young Shia. We don't hate him yet. You could see it. <laughs> Chaz dies. Yeah, he does. As a result of being slammed into the ceiling and floor. You know, as you do. Right. So now Constantine's like, well, that sucks. I got to find out who did this. So he- Another whodunit. <laughs> In act three, we start another whodunit. So he rolls up his sleeves, and he's got these incantations and sigils tattooed on his arms. And he pushes them together, and it reveals the unseen entity as... Gabriel. I like how 
this movie pretty much boils down figuring out who the big bad is. Something he could have done at any point. Yep. He just put his forearms together. It's a lot like a wide receiver catching a touchdown when they have the gloves on that has the logo and they put them together and it makes the full logo <laughs> yeah. or whatever. It's like, that's Shia LaBeouf's move. Not Shia LaBeouf. He's dead. Good. It's Keanu Reeves' move <laughs> to figure out who the big bad is in this thing. Something he could have done literally at any moment in this movie. Not at any moment. They had to be in the same room. And, and Gabriel had to be invisible. You're pretty much... Roger rabbiting this thing. That's what Frankie Larry's doing. It's like, when could you have done it? Only when it was convenient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever the villain gets revealed, they have to unveil their entire plot, their sure, evil plot. So right. Gabriel goes on a whole diatribe about how resenting God's favoritism towards humans and unleashing hell on earth to weed out those deemed unworthy of God's love. Okay. Just butthurt that humans are treated better than angels, I guess. Do you think angels have buttholes? (laughs) No. And I'm basing that solely on Alan Rickman. (laughs) We know that Alan Rickman doesn't have the frontal footage, but does he have the back, the backdal area going on? I'm assuming it's a a whole smooth situation downstairs on front and back. Absolutely. Very interesting. Absolutely. Does he have cheeks? Does he have buns? One giant cheek. (laughs) Not split by an ass crack. (laughs) That's so weird. I'm standing by it. So weird. <laughs> no need for it. It's like a Barbie doll. <laughs> they got the, they got the two cheeks. Eh, kinda. What do you mean kinda? You either do, or you don't. <laughs> it's more like a like a teddy bear. There you go. It just is. It, it just, just exists. Yep. It's just what is just this? Rounded off at the edge. I don't know. It's like a pillow, just slapped on back. There. Yeah. That's <laughs> you have to add some cushioning for like seating purposes, <laughs> but you asked. I did, and I regret everything. Gabriel casts Constantine from the room and prepares to use the spear to cut the demon from the Angela's stomach. <laughs> the spear of the, the spear keeps of... coming back whenever it wants to. Because <laughs> it's a spear! <laughs> Out of options, Constantine slits his wrists. Yeah, as you, you do. It's like, oh, well, it looks like everything's over, so I'm just going to take care of this real quick. Right. But it's because he knows that there is one soul that Lucifer will arrive personally to collect, and it is his. That's so cocky. It is, but even Papa Midnight was like, you know there's only one soul he'd come up here to get. Orville Redenbacher. Oof. And he's gone already. It's it's buttery smooth. (laughs) Peter Stormare. Peter fucking Stormare. Yeah. As Lucifer. This guy fucks. He's having a ball. This guy fucks so hard. God, he's so good. I think he might be one of my favorite on-screen portrayals of Lucifer. You think so? Yeah. He's very good. I Despite agree. being in this movie. <laughs> Fair he's enough. He's extremely good. Between Pacino and Stormare, uh, pre- pretty good. Pretty good. And Grohl. Grohl's very good, too. Yeah. They're all very different. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I That was the furthest Lucifer I thought of. <laughs> I can't imagine if you put, like, the Pacino Lucifer in this movie. You're like, ah, Constantine! Hoo-ah! Hoo-ah! The great thing about Grohl's Lucifer is that it's also Paul F. Tompkins. Which is great. If you can have a demon... A devil that is both Dave Grohl and Paul F. Tompkins. You win. Always. Always. You always will win for forever. Constantine tells Lucifer, like, hey, your kid's here. He's trying to usurp you, and Gabriel is part of it. And, you know, if you don't believe me, just go into that room, because it's happening. 
Lucifer's like, well, we can't have my shitty kid conquering Earth before I do. <laughs> so he goes in there, and he sends my mom back to hell. And Gabriel's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Now I'm going to smite you in God's honor. But the attack against Lucifer comes up short, revealing to both parties that Gabriel no longer has divine protection. The big guy said, fuck you. Basically, Pretty much. Like, oh, you think you just do this because you think it's what I want? No, sorry, Tilda. So Lucifer does the, the most obvious thing, I think, here. It just burns off Gabriel's wings and, and turns Gabriel human. Which is weird because apparently now Lucifer has the ability to say, like, I'm going to de-angel you or yeah. whatever. It's like, you have that type of authority. <laughs> He's not one of yours, but you can just make this decision. I, I would imagine that God was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, have a ball. God's like, oh, I'm not protecting Gabriel, so whatever you want to do. In my head right now, imagining Paul F. Tompkins as God. I like that's that. That's weird. No, I like that a lot. With a mustache? Yeah. No, of course with a mustache. I mean, Paul F. Tompkins without a mustache doesn't exist. What's the point, then? In return for his help, Lucifer owes Constantine a favor or repentance or whatever. Sure. Whatever word you want to use. I don't think repentance is the right word, but I'm going with it. Expecting him to ask for an extension on his life because, you know, he just slit his wrists and has lung cancer. But Constantine's like, oh, no, no, that's not what I want at all. I think you should let Isabel go so she can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Not bring her back to life because or whatever. Nope. Make her go to the good place. Exactly. Still have go her ahead. sister mourning her dead sister. <laughs> but, but you are all powerful, Lucifer. Have her go to heaven. Have her go to heaven. Maybe just ask for a little bit less, a little bit more. No, we got it. We got it. Perfect. Perfect ask. Lucifer's like, all right. <laughs> sure. Done. Sure. Uh, his, his reaction, too, was so funny. He's like, eh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I really thought you'd want to live longer, but all right, this is way easier. Yeah. Done. And then he's like, now I get to drag you to hell, and that's my favorite part of this job. And he starts dragging Constantine towards hell. But he, he can't quite get him there. Literally dragging. That's is, his problem. Yeah. Constantine is stopped by something. Some sort of force stops yeah, Lucifer from pulling. Up. Yeah. And, That's uh, all it is. They didn't get Bob Veal in there for this old hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I fully intended on on, uh, on Lucifer whistling uh, whistle while you work while carrying him behind him. <laughs> <laughs> It turns out by selflessly sacrificing himself, Constantine is granted entry into heaven. And as Constantine begins to float upwards, of course, he flips the bird to Lucifer over his shoulder. And Lucifer's like, oh, no, no, no. This will not stand. (laughs) And he reaches into Constantine's body and cures him of his lung cancer and heals his wrist wounds. And is like, you're going to stay alive for a while because you're probably going to fuck up and I'll see you later. Mm -hmm. Fine. It's a good bet. Yeah. I give him a day before he does something hell worthy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he hasn't killed anybody since himself a few minutes ago. Presumably, he's going to, after this, presumably, within the coming days, possibly a week, he's going to slam Rachel Weiss. (laughs) Presumably. Maybe. (laughs) They're not going to get married before they do it. They know that. They've almost kissed like nine times this movie, but they never did. So That's because Constantine's half in, half out. He's a kitty cat. There you go. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take a quick aside real fast? Yeah, of course. I just Googled Bob Vila's net worth. $25 million. 
oh wow, you could buy a lot of old houses with that. <laughs> this old house, that old house, just buy them all up. Not as much as I expected. I though, feel really. like you just turned him into like a a Dr. Seuss version of Bob Vila. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we moved past the Dr. Seuss bit. I thought we were going to move past the Bob Vila bit. <laughs> <laughs> Angela and Constantine depart with a MacGuffin, uh, leaving now human Gabriel behind after Gabriel's like, you know, you could kill me. You just kill me. And Constantine's like, the devil literally just said, I'll see you soon. I'm not going to do it now. Right. That seems like, <laughs> seems pretty hasty to already be screwing up my chances to go to heaven. I just found out I, I have like free entry. If I kill you right now, it's gone already. I like how it leaves the door open though. Yeah. Sometime later, Constantine entrusts the spear to Angela to hide while he chews on his nicotine gum because he kicked the habit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, I died of lung cancer once, kind of. <laughs> no, you did again. not. No. You cut your wrist. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> he really bad. only had to heal one thing. He could have just healed the wrist and just waited like another couple months. And that's got true. You. But he wanted to make sure he had plenty of time to fuck up. Okay. When you're when you're an eternal being, I feel like a few more years. You got Todd. Yeah. Right. Literally the only ounce of uh of any sort of romance in this movie is Lucifer licking John Constantine's face. <laughs> <laughs> there is three different occasions where you're like, Oh, Angela, John, you gonna kiss? Nope. Nope. I'm just gonna nope, put, just gonna put this on. necklace nope. on you. <laughs> nope. And that's most of the movie. Oh, good. But we do have a post credit scene. Oh, good. Constantine goes and visits the grave of Chaz, leaving behind his lighter, because, you know, he's chewing the gum now. He doesn't need the lighter. The lighter that he used on two separate occasions to ward off many a demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had nothing to do with smoking at all. Well, he also lit a few cigarettes with it. He did, but... So I wouldn't say nothing, but, but you know, you're right. But also, Chaz, you know. Oh, he died. That's right. He's his driver, so he needs <laughs> right. a lighter for the afterlife. But not for long, because Chaz's spirit rises from the grave as an angel and ascends to heaven behind Keanu. Uh, it's brilliant. They put it lightly. It's pretty good. Shia LaBeouf with those angel eyes looking all fierce. And oh, I yeah. think what's crazier is now Constantine gets to get a new driver. And it makes me think of like driving Miss Constantine or something like that. Like yeah. this is a sequel I didn't know I needed until this moment now. Or maybe like Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Baby driver Constantine? No. Sandra Bullock. No. <laughs> Two on the nose. <laughs> Two on the nose. I can't watch her in any movie, so that's already know, a nice starter for I me. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're a broken human being. Maybe. I can't watch Shia LaBeouf in any movie. Right. Are you putting him on the same level? No. They don't seem like they're on the same level. <laughs> no, they don't, do they? No. Either way, <laughs> that is Constantine from 2005, directed by Francis Lawrence. Yes. This is a movie, if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a mo- It's a film. Right? It's got cats. It's got Bob Vila. It's got tampons. <laughs> it's got Marty McFly, maybe. Maybe. It. It's got it's, a whole bunch of stuff. You know, Father Jack Daniels. Right. Uh, it's it's a film. We did it. <laughs> we talked about Constantine. Rotten Tomatoes, I'm not going to ask you, boys, because it doesn't matter. It's 46%. 46? <laughs> the crazier part about it is that audience scores 72%. That's insane. I'd imagine that Ben went on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and left 250,000 plus ratings going, yeah, this is above average. Yeah. Not even saying it's perfect, 100%. <laughs> Just making it above average. I hired a bunch of Russian bots. You know how it goes. That's right. There it is. 
Roger Ebert saw this movie. He gave it one and a half out of four stars. That's wow. Okay, yeah. He says, no, Constantine's not part of a trilogy including Troy and Alexander. It's not about the emperor at all, but about a man who can see the world behind the world and is waging war against the scavengers of the damned. There was a nice documentary about emperor penguins, however, at Sundance this year. The male sits on eggs all winter long in like 60 <laughs> degrees below zero. <laughs> So he doesn't give a shit about Constantine. I love that he was like, I'd rather talk about these penguins. He does, uh, in this, the sandwich of it, where we take the first and we take the last, Yep. he does talk about Constantine again. He says, Reeves has a deliberately morose energy level in the movie as befits one who has seen hell, walks among half-demons, and is dying. He keeps on smoking, eventually confronts Satan, who wears a white suit. In parentheses, Satan to Taylor, I want a suit just like God's. Huh. Oh, and the plot also involves the Spear of Destiny, which is the spear that killed Christ and which has been missing since World War II, which seems to open a window to the possibility of Nazi villains, but nope. Nope. Just a real quick glimpse at a flag. So you're like, that probably has to do with the bad guy. Nazis were bad, so that spear is bad. What? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know how any of that works. I like the Taylor bit because he's like, I'm going to throw a joke in there. (laughs) (laughs) I want a suit like God's. So funny. Roger Ebert. <laughs> Can't wait for a stand-up special. I feel like he didn't <laughs> want to write that review at no. all. <laughs> he was like, I would rather do anything right now. Literally anything else. Anything. Amazon one stars. Yeah. This thing's got a 4.85. That's too high. Yeah. There's almost none. There you have it. I don't know how. I don't know how it escaped. There's a bunch of me's out there. Okay. There's just a there bunch of There are a bunch of you's. I'll read you. Fair. I'll read one. I'll read you one. All right. It's the only one that I think might be worth reading. It's from September 1st, 2005. I'm a fan of Rachel Weisz, but not even her effort could have saved this extremely bad film. (laughs) Keanu Reeves should be put in jail for his horrible performance, and the director should never direct again for his lack of directional skills. Avoyud like the pluge. (laughs) The pluge. Avoyud like the pluge. There you go. That's my... uh... I love the pronunciations. Yep. That's my favorite. Not easy to read. <laughs> How about we give this thing a super stuff score? We could do that. But first. And now for another edition of the Cape Podcasters Theater. It's the best Keanu I got. I don't have much. This week's Cape Podcasters Theater, as always, comes to us from Keaton Patty, comedy writer extraordinaire. Follow him on Twitter, at Keaton Patty. We're talking about Mr. Keanu Reeves, so it only seems appropriate Keanu to talk Pickers. about John Wick. <laughs> it seems appropriate. Keaton Patty forced bots to watch over a 1,000 hours of John Wick movies and asked him to write a John Wick movie of its own. Here's the first page. I'm going to be doing just the narration on this one. Ooh. Ben, you're going to be playing Keanu fucking Reeves. You're John Wick. Oh, great. I and love it. Dave... Dave, you're be playing the big mob man. Of course I am. This all checks out. Without further ado, John Wick, Chapter Portobello. <laughs> Exterior, Weapon City. John Wick, the retired murder man we like, looks for his dog. Come here, dog. I love a live dog. John sees big mob man shoot his dog into afterlife. No, that dog was my, my dead wife. Now it is dead like my dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> I care not. My father is Russia. I am retiring from being retired. John reaches into his mouth and pulls out a pistol. 
59,000 mob men get out of a cool car and throw bullets at John. John guns 17,000 of them in the head. They hate that. Foolish. You should not have brought your heads. Foolish. (laughs) A horse walks by. John grabs it and fires it like a gun. Oh, bad! He knows about horses! John tries to reload the horse, but is hit by several cars. The cars die. John lives more. He rolls near Big Mob Man. You are out of horse, Mr. Dog. John throws the horse and it explodes, killing 21,000 mob men. The horse lives and goes back to its job as a horse. Big Mob Man and John punch and kick until their blood is tired. Let's build a truce. Take present. Big Mob Man grabs a dog from the dog store and gives to John. Okay, I love a live dog. Bye. (laughs) John holds dog and, and walks home. Big Mob Man pulls gun out of his ear and points at John's back, but John knows all ear tricks. John turns, aims dog at Big Mob Man, and fires. <laughs> it's brilliant. Brilliant as always. Brilliant. I love it. Go check out go check out Keaton Patty's book, I Force Bots. Write this book, AI Meets BS. Very good. Let's give this thing a super stuff. Let's, for real. Let's for real give it a super stuff score. Our first category is story and motivation. <laughs> uh, what and what? It's got a it's got a story, you know. I mean, I I guess I might as well read the Bible, right? <laughs> that's I mean, that's the guy who likes no, the movie. The extended Bible, exactly, exactly. Extended version, director's cut, Satanic Bible. I have no idea. Uh, the story's okay. At I don't even know what's better than best. At superb, it's okay. At superb, it's okay. Uh, I'm gonna it's... go point two five or zero. I'm okay with, with either of those. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's something there. I mean, like they did the research, right? They got the spear In thing. In one scene they did the research. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what are we going with here? A 0.25 or a 0? I'll go 0.25. All right. right. I'm Benny Dave. loves this movie. I'm with Dave. <laughs> Hero. A who? Constantine. John Constantine, the fighter of the damned. You know, the punisher of of wayward demons. Fighter of the son of Satan and savior of the earth realm. <laughs> I, I don't know what you want from me on this one. I, I don't know, man. It's Keanu Reeves. He's got to kill himself in order to get an audience with the devil. Which but he, is pretty brilliant. It is pretty brilliant, but there's like a thousand other ways he could have done it than the slowest way to bleed out possible. Where he's like, man... Got to see that devil. Got to kill myself. And he only does like two slices on each wrist. He's like, that's probably good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. He'll, he'll get I mean, here didn't before. Didn't he have a big shotgun? Like, couldn't he just blow himself in the face? Could have. Yeah, but then he was like, if I do get revived, I'll have a weird face. So That's true. He would have gotten fixed. What it is? His plan worked out really well. Just minimal scarring is what he ended what, up with. Minimal, <laughs> no, for what it's worth, if he came back, he'd be like, elephant man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Kung Fu. <laughs> you would look like that cat from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Duck. Uh, I'm going to go 0.25 again for reasons I don't quite understand why. I'm going to have to go 0.5. At least there's some depth there. Yeah, I'm kind of with Ben on this. Unknown. Fine. You know what? Fine. <laughs> Fine. I feel like he gets at least a, a quarter point Keanu bump. If you must, I'm not terribly worried about the score getting too high, so that's fine. <laughs> Antagonist. The devil? The devil man? 
I is I, it? I don't think it's Lucifer, Gabriel. Lucifer is not the antagonist in this. I think it's it's Gabriel and and the son of of the devil, Mammon. Who we don't ever really see. We see him in demon form coming through Rachel's stomach oh, skin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and and he possesses Manuel for a lot of the movie and kills some cows. We forget about Manuel often. Yes, I know. Even watching the movie, I was like, oh yeah, Manuel has the That's spear. right. Okay. <laughs> they're very close to succeeding in their evil plan. Like very close. Until they're not even close at all. It never really got terribly close. If Keanu Reeves had only slit one wrist, they would have taken over the world. They would have been hell on earth because he would have bled out too slow. So realistically, you're saying one slit, they take over the world. Yeah. Two slits takes dramatically long enough for the whole scene to play out in just film form, I guess. Yeah. Three slits, no drama. Just happens. Saves the world. No problem. I still think it's that's cutting it pretty close. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about like seconds here. He could have just opened up more skin, and he's golden. I mean, you're still within a one-minute window of the world not being around anymore. Yeah, but when you break it down, he he did it by seconds when he could have done it by a minute. Like, that's a lot. What does that say about the villains, though? Not a lot. They're pretty poor. I disagree. Oh, man. What do you got? I don't know. I'm not, See? <laughs> I'm not saying they're, they're getting, like, a one or anything, but... 0. .25. I'll acknowledge his villains. I... <sighs> For them to have come as close as they did to, to literally destroying the world, I got to give them at least a 0.5. Fine. I won't fight you. I'm going to have to go at least a 0.5 with a 0.25 uh, Peter Stormare bump. So 0.75 for me. Now, Ben, as the guest, <laughs> you do get one. You do get one hill to die on. Is this your hill to die on? Yes. This is my hill there to it die is. on. This is good. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abuse him from now on. Ben, ben. he's not going to get another word in. Ben chose his hill. <laughs> Parents. Zero. Mark that zero and move on. Female characters. I don't like them. Not in this one. You get Angela and Isabel, kind of. (laughs) Same person. They literally, alive, Rachel Weiss stared at dead Rachel Weiss, and it was weird. Yeah. So that's that's a body cast of me, and this is a scene. I went to a morgue for research. Now, let me ask you this question. Does it pass the Bechdel test if one is talking to a dead one? If a live one's talking to a dead one. If the dead one only says one word and it's the name of the male main character, no, I don't think Shit, that counts right, as right. passing the Bechdel That's test. That's an especially bad one, then. I'm going to go zero. <sighs> yeah, I think you might be right on that. I think it might be zero. I was going to say Gabriel, but the, the Tilda Swinton character being as androgynous as it is, I don't think we can count it toward female characters. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Angela, Isabel, not that great. Um uh, could have liked a wet fart more than that character. So, <laughs> Tilda Swinton was very great, but like you said, uh, androgyny not a was female a, was a little right. was a little questionable. So, uh, yeah, zero. I do appreciate that they never went for the kiss, though. Thank God. I don't care about that. John Wick never went for the kiss in all this. It wasn't she wanted the kiss, and he was the one who said no. So I'm not going to do it. All right, zero, zero. setting. It's L.A. It's L.A. Full of demons. Hell. And hell. That hell is cool as hell. It is cool <laughs> as hell. I'm going to go one. I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with that. I think it's a full one for setting. Style and tone. The hell stuff's cool. I'm going to go 0. .5 for hell, zero for the rest of it. I actually loved it. I'm I'm okay. saying full one because, because. <laughs> I'm doing that because Benny Hill, it's gone. 
your Benny Hill's gone. I know. I know. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Benny Hill. That's why I asked you. Do you want to waste or no? All right. You said I'm going to waste. Fine. I can't. I mean, you Peter still get. Stormare. You still get to make your 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 case. Oh, no. He went ridiculous. But let him explain why he said one. Go ahead. I'm going to give you the space. The floor is yours. Thank you. Um, because more of a nostalgia type thing. I don't know about you guys, but churches always used to creep me the fuck out. And the style and tone of this movie gives me the creepy and like eerie gross feeling. Like that's how it is. Don't watch Daredevil. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Better movie. With a question mark. With a with a big old question mark. That on is it. a big question mark. <laughs> oh boy. I like the style here. I like that that Frank Larry was going for something new and something different. But does that make it tonally? Tonally, it's it's all over the place. I'll settle for a point seven five then, if that's really what you want. I was I was actually I, agreeing with you on a point five. Damn it! So point five. Oh, good. All yeah, right. I'm not, not damn it. I'm not gonna take advantage of you like that, you silly goose. Damn it! Revoked. <laughs> Music. Give me tool. Don't give me APC. <laughs> that's. That's actually a solid argument. I agree. I don't like that they wasted Klaus Bedelt. Not pirates, that's for sure. Yeah. And Brian Tyler was on it, too, and he did movies. Sure. Like Fast and the Furious. Zero! Zero for music! One-liners. Asshole. Asshole. I'll go .25 for asshole. I can't believe I'm saying that. I think asshole deserves a .25. I mean, it's not like it coined the phrase, but it uses it so well. It uses it multiple times in memorable spots. If there's something, yeah, are movie, there any other memorable quotes from this movie? No, not that I can think of. Really, <laughs> asshole's the only one I can think of. Then we are point two five, giving it a generous point two five for asshole. Final category is impact on the genre. What did this movie do for comic book movies? Didn't it get a reboot or got a TV show? Oh, it's possibly getting another one also. Or it's not a reboot of the TV sh- of the movie though. It's it's just using the comic books. In fact, the character's completely different. It's, you know, the proper character from the comics who's English and blonde. Yeah, actually, J.J. Um, Abrams is, they're, they're redoing a new show in 2022, I want to say, um, that, uh, yeah, J.J. Abrams is, is directing. So um, hopefully it gets a good reboot, an actual true to the, the source material type reboot, actual Hellblazer type stuff. J.J. Abrams, like does a lost on this thing we would never know who done it that's right he would just keep asking keep questions asking questions never, never give us answers, answers. <laughs> i agree we found out who everybody killed and and where the we still don't know about the nazis but I have no idea everything else right uh what do you think brian i think it's a zero ben what do you think the movie itself for the comic book genre uh, can you go in between a 0.25 and a zero i'll go 0.25 because keanu Fresh off the Matrix, for real. That's true. This is did we, we make the joke every time? Yeah, a, uh, a superhero movie. And yeah, it's and he's in talks still with Marvel. Like every every time something comes across Feige's he's desk, he's like, "I got to." Oh well, this was DC. Yeah, you're right. With Marvel now, they want to try to. They're like, get "I want to get, I want to get Keanu." So, I guess it's something. It's something. Point, Point two five. five. That's going to give Constantine a total score of three and a half. <laughs> Too high. Feels appropriate to me. <laughs> Fine. Uh, yeah, this movie's a movie. It is. There's some cool things. There's some bad things. It's. You, I mean, yeah. You get what you get. You take the good. You take the bad. There you have my opening statement. <laughs>
I guess with that bombshell of a score, it's not bombshell. <laughs> so expected, I think. Nope, that's... <laughs> Uh, we got to figure out what we're watching next week. What are we watching next week? Next week is up to Roger Ebert. All right. Uh, if I wanted to go to hell, I'd go in a bathtub. But if you're going to drop this on me, <laughs> that's fine, too. Getting at the Ouija board, and we are going to find out what Roger has in store for us. I hate this part of the show. I hate it so much. It's this tension right here in this moment that that's like- It sucks so what's hard. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Well, Brian is correlating the numbers, working with Roger's ghost- Figure Brian's smirking. I have no idea what this movie is. Let me get the Google machine up. I'll, I'll look it up right away. Uh, 1992, directed by Manny Cotto, based on a Dark Horse comic. Manny Cotto, famous director of Star Kid. That's right. He's back. The movie's called Dr. Giggles. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, just look this thing up. Starring Larry Drake. Yes, and that's it. Larry Drake, Larry Drake, we haven't seen since Dark Man. It's true. Um, wow. This movie on IMDb has a 5.2, only 5,700 reviews. Yeah, this is going to be one of those ones that there's not a lot to find, not a lot to talk about. It's going to be very movie heavy. Yep. <laughs> Dr. Giggles. I can't wait. It should be interesting. Hey, only 96 minutes. I love that. That's I my love that favorite so thing to much. hear. Until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe to whichever podcast platform you prefer. You can like and follow us on our assorted social media pages, at Kate Podcasters. We're on most of them, if not all of them. You can find links to them on our website, katepodcasters.com. While you're there, check out the links to our Patreon shows. We've got multiple of them, but... The main one is the exclusive not-so-super movies we talk about every month. This month, we're going to be talking about The Italian Job. The not na- the one you're thinking of. Right. No Mark Wahlberg. No Charlize Theron. We'll go Michael Caine. We'll go Michael Caine in 1969. Nice. That's right. <laughs> also, while you're on capepodcasters.com, scroll down to the bottom there. There's a nice little countdown to all the superhero movies that are coming out. And man, we're getting close to a lot of those dates. we got two big ones coming up. In the next, like, two or three weeks. Very exciting. So, also stay tuned later this week for the season finale of WandaVision. I can't believe it. It's been hell of a ride. It has been. If you have any questions or comments or anything to send to us, any suggestions, you can send them to katepodcasters at gmail.com. And with that, I got nothing left. Ben, thanks for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um check out street pizza if it ever comes back <laughs> i like I how you're will. doing like a preemptive thing like street pizza comes back man it's gonna be fucking huge <laughs> it is it's gonna be monstrous <laughs> absolutely uh thanks for coming on betty thanks for doing this guys appreciate it you got anything else at all brian we're good <laughs> that's we're, it for we're me clear? yeah get out of the bathtub together Hell yeah, it's, let's, on three. One, two, <laughs> three. We'll see you next week for Dr. Giggles. Same pod time. Same pod asshole.